Pool Seeners, thank you for joining us once again for another amazing season as we conclude season number seven. So we wanted to do something special this time around. Kevin and I decided to do a little pool cleaning for the season. Clean up after all, all the movies that we covered this season. But this one was the biggest mess of all. Horrible acting, horrible plot distributed by Dollar Tree. That's right. The Dollar Tree stores around the country. I bought this movie for a whopping dollar. And let me tell you, the acting is so bad, yet the movie is so ridiculously funny because it's just pure garbage. So help us clean the shit out of the pool. This is your season seven finale, Chinese speaking vampires. Jim, you know it's coming. Uh, hey, watch it, asshole. Hey, watch it, asshole. <laughs> the fucking, this guy in the pantheon of all the movies we have done, we've done over 80 now, might be the fucking best actor we've ever covered. He's better than Marky Mark. <laughs> it's... <laughs> It's the season seven finale oh. and the perfect time to debut our pool cleaning series. Pool cleaning, basically the same format, except covering an unknown or unheard of movie. This is the Pool Scene Podcast. I'm Kevin and Jim, I must say, oh. you have done well. This this movie was purchased at the Dollar Tree, right? For, yep, for a buck. Okay, one dollar movie at the Dollar Tree. Standard DVD. And I think this is the Dollar Tree is probably the only place you could find it. I have so much more faith in Dollar Tree distribution now. Oh my God, it's so good. We will find out momentarily if our first pool cleaning movie is good or bad, even though Jim kind of just tipped us off. Yeah. But just in case it's bad, we will be giving you some good. For the pool check, we will be doing a 2021 year-end wrap of sorts by giving you some things we enjoyed last year. Without further ado, we watched Chinese Speaking Vampires. Which is kind of redundant because do you need to designate that you're a Chinese speaking vampire when you're clearly from China? Right. But I think it's because that is what it, it does. So <laughs> turning you into a vampire, you gain the ability and to lose, you no longer know English. You're an immortal being who will live forever unless you get staked. I thought it was just her, but you get staked in the shoulder too and you turn, turn into, into bees. bees. But you lose the ability, the language of your origin. But to be quite honest, folks, the lead actor in this movie, English sure as hell is not his original language of origin. I, I don't, I have no idea. I so, don't know what's wrong so with So it this is guy. written and starring, that now the way I wrote this in my notes, written and starring someone named Davy Williams, but now not someone named Davy Williams because I damn well know who Davy Williams is. He's on the map. Yes. He's up there with the giants of cinema. Mark Wahlberg. Yes. <laughs> yes, he is. He's up there. And it's directed by someone named Randy Kent, who I'm assuming <laughs> used an alias so that they're not associated with this movie. The, Randy Kent sounds like the best either porn director or B-movie director, Randy Kent. That's great. I guess part of the deal with the pool cleaning series is that along with you pool sceners, we know or knew nothing about these movies because there's honestly not much that can be found out. Listen, folks, we're cleaning the shit out of the pool. We're getting it.
get ready for the next season. Yes. Hence why we're cleaning. So we don't know budget. We <laughs> don't have box office information. We don't have the official actual day it was released. All we know, it's a 2021 movie. That's we it. unfortunately don't know how many copies Dollar Tree purchased. They're, but if Dollar Tree sells them for a dollar, they had to have bought them wholesale for a quarter, maybe. Okay, Kevin, I will give you the Dollar Tree down the road distribution number on this movie. There were precisely three copies of Chinese speaking vampires. So I got one of the three. And there are some other great Dollar Tree distribution movies that I think we're going to have to cover in future seasons because this is Sparta. I, this is so fucking good. I mean, it's just ridiculous. I, I might have to stop at that Dollar Tree and get myself a copy because I, spoiler alert, loved it. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, Jim, as I said, normally this is where we do budget box office and news, but why don't you go ahead, just share anything you'd like, whatever you want to give us here. We, we will gladly take it. Well, right off the bat, if you guys checked out last week's episode of Bachelor party with mike and shane amazing episode if you noticed at the end of the episode as a tribute i played the golden girls theme song because we lost betty white betty white who is god's gift to the world who even at 99 wise beyond her years even back then and you don't you know somebody getting that older you kind of prepare for the moment that it's going to happen yeah but she was going to turn 100 at the end of this month people magazine rolled out and jinxed it for betty white's 100th birthday and she died in natural cause is on new year's eve which is like it's life shattering it's there's celebrities in life that affect you when they die for me i had a good amount i can remember when Payne stewart died the former pro golfer i was a mess there's been guys that have died that i've lost it to this was another one what a bad way to end out a year listen we're entering two years well, into this yeah COVID it, it was it was that you know it's been a rough time for a lot of it's people been rough. so it was like that one final middle finger before the year ended before that ball dropped it's like hey we're gonna gonna give you one more parting and then I just went through a, a bit of a COVID scare myself, but luckily negative on that. But it's like, shit, man, the last thing you need to close out a year is an American treasure, Betty White dying. Browns fan. And be, oh, fucking Browns, man. Jesus I, Yeah, I don't want to get into that. But. No, because that's going to be a whole episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Talk about pool cleaning, cleaning the brown out of the pool water. Are you familiar with Stephanie Mato or no, Mato? No. So apparently she has a side hustle. Okay. She has been farting yep. in jars. I did hear about this. And has been making a fucking shitload. Yes. This time she decided I'm going to up my game. I'm going to really up it up. She didn't shit, but apparently she has been on a diet of beans and eggs to increase her farts so much so that she thought she was having a heart attack and she is officially retired from the fart oh, jar no. game. She said, and I quote, I could tell that something was not right that evening when I was lying in bed and I could feel a pressure in my stomach moving upward. It was quite hard to breathe. And every time I tried to breathe in, I'd feel a pinching sensation around my heart. It was made clear that I wasn't experiencing what I thought was a stroke or heart attack, but very intense gas pains. I thought I was having a stroke and that these were my final moments. I was overdoing it. Sorry, creepy guys out there that have paid thousands upon thousands of dollars for farts in a jar. She's hung up her side hustle. People in the past have gotten away with selling their virginity on eBay. People sell all these things. 
on like, so what, on what sites. The, what the fuck, man? But as long as there's desperate people, and again, if you fart in a jar, is there a certificate of authenticity? Is there a video accompaniment where she shows you, I fart, here's the number I can, write on the jar. Can I send this fart jar to PSA to get it graded? That's what I mean. For like, authentic. She farts, she writes the, all right, the time and the date on the jar. Like, so you, is there a fart menu? Like, I want you to eat this, this, and this to oh, capture no. this essence. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Next thing I know, you'll be asking a pool scener to send us a fart in a jar. And in other tragic news, Kevin. Blue Streak Conneaut Lake Park caught on fire. Residents of Conneaut Lake experience an emotional roller coaster after the historic Blue Streak catches fire during a demolition mishap earlier this evening. Julia Hazel joins us now in the control room with more on the end of the park's signature attraction. Julia. Good evening, Jennifer and Joel. Yes, people there were just surprised at what they were looking at. Some say they didn't even know that the roller coaster was even being demolished, but even more surprised to see those flames grow from where the roller coaster once was. And it's kind of devastating to me me and kevin are both coaster guys we love going on roller coasters i wouldn't say we're at the level of enthusiasts no but we love our coasters blue streak for me was the first coaster i ever went on first time i ever rode first seat and now she's gone and it sucks so 2022 is off to a great fucking start kevin how, how do roller coasters catch on fire was it arson well apparently they were saying that they were gonna demolish some of it i don't know they did actually they didn't clarify if they were gonna rebuild it or kind of keep it up but somehow a fire started and then it just destroyed the coaster well and then here in in youngstown we uh on the south side before either of us were born we had idora park the legendary 1984 fire well today marks a milestone in youngstown history it was 35 years ago today that idora park caught fire a welder's torch caught the lost river ride on fire it then spread to the wildcat roller coaster the park offices and concession stands damages totaled two and a half million dollars the park open for the season but closed for good that September. But yeah, so far this year hasn't kicked off on the uh, best part. But oh, this it's been mo- great for me. But, but yeah. <laughs> Hopefully this year gets a little bit better. Okay, let's uh let's take a bite into the plot of <sighs> Chinese speaking vampires. This plot. I made I made it on time. I'm so happy for you. I'm here for the audition. Tony Scott. Just sign in here and go in. Tony wish me luck right all right uh, stick with me here because it is as shallow and vapid as it seems we have an aspiring actor named tony scott like the director who desperately wants to be cast in a chinese movie that's either just being cast in la or filmed in la possibly tony is turned away because while he does his lines in mandarin it's not natural the producers want someone who's fluent you don't mind i'd like you to improvise a scene oh okay you mean in mandarin yes uh. I just learned this one scene. I don't actually speak Chinese. We specifically requested to only see actors who can speak Mandarin. <clears throat> I can. Just uh, I, I can learn. I mean, I'd love to. That's okay. Thanks for coming. Seriously, I am a quick learner. 
However, Tony catches a break when production is delayed and he's given a chance to re-audition. But good for him. He must become fluent in Mandarin. Fluent. In a month. According to the subtitles where they put it in bold and italics. Yeah, certain, certain words. Tony signs up for a class to learn Mandarin from someone named Genji Ma, a.k.a. Mr. Ma. However, Genji Ma isn't your ordinary Mandarin teacher. That's a fucking horrible Power Rangers episode this thing is. He's an ancient Chinese vampire. Ancient Chinese vampire, huh? Calgon. Uh, <laughs> whose race was wiped out by the Japanese in 1937. Yeah. Right off the bat in this movie, you get a ton, oh, a ton. of text backstory. And it fades away before you can read it. Yes. These vampires were known not only for turning others into vampires, but turning them into Mandarin speakers. Only. <laughs> only. Yes. Any other language you knew, throw it out the window. Yeah, you don't so know it anymore. Not only do you get vampire powers, you inherit ancient Chinese secrets like Calgon while losing the ability to speak English. They have to relearn English. Quite well, they needed to to begin with. To yeah, be quite honest, well, Davy true. Williams. Genji Maj trying to build an army of Chinese-speaking vampires to take over the world, which his army is like eight guys. Pretty much. There's a team of vampire hunters who also want to eliminate them before that happens. Get them! And that becomes this sort of racial statement where it's like vampire hunters representing America first. Yeah, it's on her t-shirt. Literally says it on her t-shirt. like the Nazi party or MAGA. They're taking over our movie theaters. They're stealing our trade secrets. And they're buying up all our real estate. Congratulations on your new home, Mr. Ma. They're even going after our youth. Spreading their virus to those hopeless, foolish, brain-dead teenagers whose only crime is their choice of music. But by the grace of our Holy Father, I will bring these fiendish devils to justice and justice shall be served. And our main dude, Tony, is like, piss on that. I just want to be a white actor in China. The first half of the movie is like Tony's wannabe actor life in L.A., which is supposed to be comedic, but it's kind of painful. He rides a bike. A, a bicycle and then the second half of the movie is like old school i would say like straight to vhs action movie except it's not yeah so i'm not gonna go through a list of actors and characters no. because i'd say it's improbable that any of you pool sceners recognize any of these people and if you do there's not really a net gain to mentioning them but with that said anybody you want to mention jim all right, Kevin, right off the bat, let's let's dive into Davey Williams's filmography on IMDb. Okay, while you're on there, yeah. after you get out of the filmography, please tell me his age. What we speculate his age could be? I think he's like 46. He's got to be around 50. Okay. But probably in actuality, he's probably 28. I want you to confirm if after the filmography. I will possible. confirm. So here's the filmography of Davey Williams. Uh, this guy has no fucking Wikipedia, so this is going to be interesting to find this guy's age. He starred in a short film in 2017 called Kung Pao Love, who he played Tony. Oh. And he was billed as David A. Williams. Oh. He's trying to be legit. Empire of the Deep, where he was Captain Nick Andros. Also was David A. Williams. Eye for an Eye, where he played Scroggins. Slam streets he played crandall crandall, crandall. mao zedong 1949 he played an american reporter the way we were he played mad max in the way we were it's a chinese television series oh sky hunter is terrorist number three wolf warrior two wolf warrior two because the world needed a sequel i couldn't watch that because i didn't see the first one he played mercenary lonely battle another chinese television series one episode he played american soldier exit zero he played charlie then this is so random 
He played a bartender in one episode of How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so the thing about David Williams or Davy, David yeah. A. Williams or Davy Williams as he's billed, is I expected from the description of this movie for him to be a proficient martial arts practitioner who like, okay, we're making an action movie. I'm not a very good actor, but I can counteract the bad acting with good action or martial arts. Yeah. But he's bad at that too. Kevin, I found his age. Okay. Davey Williams, actor, producer, writer, was born on March 24th, 1979. So he's 42. Oh my God. He has one nickname, Da Yong. Da Yong. D-A-Y-O-N-G. His Chinese name is Dan Yang, is popular in China with around 58,000 Chinese Twitter followers. So he has Chinese Twitter. Sina Weibo is Chinese Twitter. Oh, okay. So yeah. let's follow him. Yeah. We'll give him a follow. We should. I bet if you instant message him right now, we could still get him on live before the end of the episode. Kevin, his birthday's coming up on March 24th. So, so you want to have him on for his birthday? We're going to get him on for his birthday. We can watch Wolf Commander 2 or whatever that was called. <laughs> oh, I need to learn the language for a role I'm trying to get in a movie. Movie? Yeah. So Hollywood. Yeah, I need to learn language quick if I'm going to have a chance. So here I am. The only character I wanted to mention is fucking the man, Genji Ma. We have some new student today. So I would like to revisit some basics. Repeat after me. Oh, God. He's like a bald, fat, Buddha-looking dude who... Pasty. Has black lipstick and black fingernails. He does. That's And he's that's it. They did, It's very stereotypical. So Let's be honest. This whole movie is a stereotype yes. enhanced. There are a few 11. moments that are like, I'm pretty sure that was racist. Um, yeah, I'm yeah, pretty ra sure. Racism dog whistle was going off. All right, let's... Uh, I'm ready for this. <laughs> Best scenes. Oh, fuck. You I'm going to go right off the bat and say, again, I expected this action extravaganza, but the action's not very good. This whole movie is like an Xbox 360 live marketplace <laughs> game. The soundtrack is like if anybody remembers playing Boom Boom Rocket. Yeah. The soundtrack of this game is like playing Boom Boom Rocket. It also sounds like a ripoff instrumental of Bananarama Cruel Summer and Happy by Pharrell Williams. Yes. And this movie has equally. Did you say Walking on Sunshine was by Brian? Yes. Isn't that Katrina? I'm sorry, Katrina Wade. Yeah. I'm sorry. So, no, it's fine. Yeah. Equally as much of this movie is B roll that they purchased as it is actual footage. And it looks a lot better than the actual movie. Yeah, it does. Yeah, and the credits on both ends, the beginning and end credits, look way better than the actual movie does. It's It shows. They outsourced a lot of this movie so bad that they dubbed the English. Yeah, I mean, even your English-looking actors are English-dubbed. Yeah. This whole movie is an ADR mess. Yeah. It's bad. Kevin, so my number one favorite scene is the nightclub fight. No, cold red. Jim, time to throw down. Hey, take me. Guys, I got to get this one out, Jim. The way he fucking delivers that line where... Oh, yes. And then out of nowhere, Davey, a.k.a. Tony, flies out of left field with the weakest kick I have ever seen to the ass of a vampire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the hell? Well, these, that's that's where I realized the action in this movie was not going to be very good. It's going to be great. These guys, what kind of nightclub is this, first of all? Because this is a 40-plus a nightclub. I, yes. The music in a nightclub is dreadful. All these horrible pickup lines. Like, for some reason, the English dubbed 
voice of Davey Williams. I don't know if it's actually him or whoever it is. They can't pronounce words properly. They cannot deliver lines properly. And it makes it even more weirder and creepy. All you needed in the scene was Tony to just be a lecherous drunk. With that kind of dubbing, it would have made it so much better. From that point on, I was like, this movie's going to be fucking excellent. I thought you were going to say, all you need is love. All you need is love. John Lennon, smart man, shot in the back, very sad. Which, in the end, we kind of actually find that out. But yeah, we'll get to that in a moment. My next scene I want to mention, not even really a scene. While Tony's in his first, maybe it's after his first uh, Mandarin class, he gets a text message from his brother. Although, they have a technology that doesn't exist yet. Because, so we have like Bitmojis, yeah. or you can use a picture. Like, Jim, if you're in my phone, you can, you know, I have a photo of you, and yep. we text message your photo. But somehow in his text messages with his brother, they have animated avatars that actually like perform the text message. Which is great. Of. It's great. And it's, it's not called like text. It's called like we talk. Yeah. We w talk. E -T -A -K. It's we talk, but it's W E T A K. Yeah. And also, do you think his brother's older or younger? I have no idea. Age in this movie is meaningless. I don't know who the fuck is who. Yeah. It's bad. So my next one and my last one, Rika, 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 when she's in Genji Ma's office. You know, you're not living up to your full potential in my class. If you don't pass, it will affect your student visa. Do you understand that? Yeah, I've tried. It's just really difficult. I understand. I do. So what do I need to do? I mean, I can't lose my visa. I know, I know. I may have a way to help you. What is it? Well, I'm not sure if it works on American student, but there might be a way I can make you fluent instantly. Instantly? That's unusual. Okay, what is it? Like some sort of hypnosis or mind trick? No, no, no. It's a technique. It worked well in China. It's a new, never worked. Yeah, Mark. But if you are willing to try it, um, what do you say? Okay, I I guess. I mean, sure. As long as it's nothing weird or kinky, okay? Because been there, done that. Good. First off, she leaves an apple on his desk in the classroom. Classroom is a very loose term because this place is way too nice to be what it is. Kevin said, is she trying to fuck him? Yes. Like, why would she want to fuck him? He's talking to all the students in Mandarin and he says something real cute to her, like really like sexually innuendo-ish. And she's like, well, how about I talk to you after class? And you're like, well, oh my God, she wants to fuck him. Yeah, she, he's just doing the lesson and he's yeah. like, uh, so she brings him an apple yeah. and puts it on his desk real seductively. But then he says, like, what is everyone doing this weekend? Or what are you doing yeah. this weekend? And she goes, something like a private lesson after class. Yeah. But then when he, uh, they almost have a casting couch situation because she goes to his office and he's like, you're failing and you're going to lose your visa, which I'm very confused by that. Whole okay. Situation. This, she mentions it in the line here that she is an American, but why does she need a student visa? I don't know. She was born here. First off, his office looks something out of Squid Game. And pool seniors, please, if you know, yes. please let us know. But is that a prerequisite of having a visa? Is that she is Amer She's English speaking. They're, they're in Los Angeles. Yeah, I they're agree. in Los Angeles, but she's going to lose her visa if she doesn't learn Mandarin? So is she going to get deported? Wait, is this a different universe where uh, China owns Los Angeles? Is she going to get deported to fucking Portland or something? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
mean, what the fuck's happening? <laughs> no idea. It makes no sense. Yeah. So so when she's when he's telling her, it's he says like, "Well, you're gonna get deported, but there's another way." There and she's like, "Is it kinky?" And it's like, "Does it matter? You just tried already to yeah. hit on him. So why yeah. are you worried about it now?" So he bites her. Yeah. With the bite marks on her neck, what the hell yes. are those? I've never seen a vampire so sloppy in my life. It's like it's like if you went to buy one of those um, injury wound prosthetics yeah. for a Halloween costume, yeah. Except then you didn't use any makeup or anything to blend it in. Or some redneck took two turbo cigarettes and decided just to <laughs> jam them onto your neck. Yeah, it's like what the hell. <laughs> Uh, what's your next one when tony asks his classmate i don't remember her name he asks her for her number and she says find me on we talk and he says well what's your handle she makes like the heart hands with your you know your fingers and yeah. your thumb but when she makes the heart hands an actual heart emoji appears on the screen in her hand wait can i get your number or something find me on we talk okay great Okay, see ya. Wait, can I get your uh, handle? It's hard. Are we to think, as the viewer of this Dollar Tree distributed movie, that he is seeing an emoji created well, in front of him? If China owns Los Angeles and we can see emojis and there's vampires who teach you ancient Chinese secrets, then why not? So are we saying... Live action emojis are an ancient Chinese secret. Maybe. Holy shit. There's so that leads me to kind of the last thing is. Oh God, I hope it is. So Tony, so basically Genji Ma wants to build this whole army. Yeah. And wants to, to take over the world. And Tony's like, nah, fam, that's messed up. Pretty much. Why don't we fight back? He stole our friend. And they're like, Genji Ma owns a warehouse. So they go to the warehouse. Sam's club. They're all prepared with their fighting stances. These fucking fighting stances. To fight Genji Ma. And then Genji Ma, fucking M. Night Shyamalan twist here. He says, well, something happens when I turn people into vampires. Since he's ancient and powerful, when he turns someone into a vampire, they are under his control. So he, any, all of the vampires that he turned, including Tony's love interest, turn on them. So then well, they're trying to fight him off. Like they like grab him and stuff. They're trying to fight him off. Well, Tony, in a uh, final word sort of way, says, I love you. You see more heart emojis pop up. Yep. It's sort of like uh, Mario getting a coin. A uh, heart pops up. And then that's the secret to it all. Is you just all have to you, say I love all you. All you need is love. And, they, and then his friend says, I love you to that girl. And then she snaps out of it. If you tell them you love them, they pop out of Genji Monster. They'll just control. leave you the fuck alone. Tell them what they want to hear. Okay, guys, just yeah. do it. Kevin, I think you need to mention the other scene where... They're outside of Genji Ma or Genji Ma's teaching facility. And oh, yes. Davies line delivery with it, this, how he says text message and asshole. Yes, this may have uh, leaped up to my my favorite thing. So I don't know how to say it. I, I like really good movies. I like really, really bad movies. This is. Yeah. And so therefore it's really like everything I'm supposed to like I watch and I'm like I didn't like it and then there's only been a handful of movies I've really loved in the last few years yeah but in this scene it redeems itself he's riding with his friend Jim unfortunately yeah so his love interest what is her name I can't remember 
but his love interest, she has been turned into a vampire, which is first off, she's a vampire now. She probably, yes. she probably has no interest in returning text messages, but two, she now speaks Mandarin and not English. Yeah, fluently. Yeah. So if he's been texting her, she isn't responding. But his friend... Susie Love. Susie, there you go. So I'm not going to do it any justice. Let's just, for the pleasure of the pool sceners out uh. there, let's just play from the moment they get out of the car until the, uh, the guys drive by. Maybe she's just not that into you. I don't know. Whether she's interested or not, she usually responds to my text messages, but she's been totally silent since last Monday night. Let's take it as a sign. Whoa. Hey, watch it, asshole. Let's see that in an instant replay. Maybe she's just not that into you. I don't know. Whether she's interested or not, she usually responds to my text messages, but she's been totally silent since last Monday night. Let's take it as a sign. Whoa. Hey, watch it, asshole. You asshole. She's not returning my text messages. <laughs> hey, you asshole. It's like a question. What in God's <laughs> name did they think or he thought that Got it. That's perfect. Hey, we need you to have a little bit more enthusiasm. Can you please, you know, you got to get inside the mind of Tony. If a car drove by and mean mugged you, what would you do? I'd call him an asshole. You go out there and do it. Hey, asshole. Perfect. Yeah. Got it. Or do you think Randy Kent, this is like take 50s. Fucking, we're well, done it, here. Yeah, it's sort of, in a way, it's sort of like the room where it's like, I did not hit her. I did not. She's lying. It's bullshit. Oh, hi, Mark. It's like the whole, <laughs> yeah. it's like, that's pretty much what it is. It's abysmal. I would see this in theaters. I would love to have seen this in I'm theaters. I'm going to rent a theater. I'm going to bring them your dollar store copy, and I'm going to say, <laughs> play this movie. Oh, my God. That's my birthday party this year. You know what? The whole concept of this pool cleaning thing was, let's just talk about a shit movie. We're cleaning the pool. We're getting ready for season number eight. This movie is a quick 120, which is great. It's a quick 120. Oh, yeah, it does not. Usually these movies are like, God, I feel like I've been watching it for four hours. It was so perfect. It was a perfect amount of time guys if there's a dollar tree near you yes they're, and they're, they're well, everywhere now Jim, before you tell everybody to go buy this yeah i do think that maybe we should go buy a bunch of copies and send them to some pool sceners i think we should too that's a good idea pool sceners we got some gifts coming for you jump on to our facebook page join the pool sceners group if you want a copy let us know yeah, we'll try and get you one. We'll, we'll get you one. Do. It's fucking pool check time. Are we putting this in subtitles and saying, is this Mandarin pool check? It's Mandarini. Mandarini! It's a pool check? I hate going to that pool. Fucking Mandarini, the lifeguard. <laughs> Asshole. Him and his weird dick. Mandarini. Fucking 800 stone. He's always in bold and all caps. <laughs> this is uh, shaping up in a way. It's not our first episode of 2021, but shaping up in a way to be our, our closure of 2021. So we are going to discuss top things from last year. Now that's very broad, but could be personal things. Could be top pieces of entertainment, including movies, video games, TV, music, toys, sports, pop culture, whatever. It's just uh, an opportunity to look back and slam the door on yeah, 20, the year 2021 that's right 
Kevin, you go first. I'm going to go right out and say Jim's Fast and 40th. Ah, that was great. So we, for Jim's 40th birthday, we went to Kennywood and we picked a great day for it. A day that it looked like it was going to rain, but never did. We were able to ride everything multiple times. Still left kind of on the early side. And then after we left, this is a two for one, which is why I picked it. After we left Kennywood, we got back in time to watch AEW All Out. Arguably, maybe one of the greatest wrestling pay-per-views ever. Probably, yeah. But definitely the best pay-per-view of 2021. We had the uh, CM Punk versus Darby Allen. We had the debut of Adam Cole and Baby. Brian Danielson, Minoru Suzuki. Yeah. I mean, it was just an incredible, but it, it just overall is a day. It's definitely something I'm going to look back fondly. Rode some coasters. Could not get a Phantom's Revenge merchandise. No, they finished painting it, though. I saw it. It's all purple now. All right. Now give me a fucking shirt. Yeah, I know. <laughs> give me a purple shirt or whatever. But yeah, so uh, that was a good one. That was definitely and uh, okay. So I said five. We should just riff on this until yeah, until I, I agree. You know, okay. And nothing's really in any particular order. No. So uh, Kennywood was also on my list. That that was such a fucking fun day. Threat of rain keeping everybody away. We, and that's happened to us a couple times. I know we it's your point one year point one year and it stormed all morning. Like yep. we woke up, we actually stayed in downtown Cleveland. Woke up and it was like lightning on the lake and stuff, and we were like fuck. We get to Cedar Point, though, and it was just, it looked like rain, but never rained. And yep. therefore, it was like relatively, you know, light day. Didn't even need a fast pass. Got on everything. And then the next year we go, rode like four rides in 16 hours. Yeah. Fucking and that day it actually rained. So I'm going to stick with the amusement park theme. When Kevin and I decided to go to Waldemir, which is such a weird anomaly park, just from the way it's set up from the parking, just walk in. You only have to pay to get like a fucking wristband. You can even get tickets just to ride. Hey, I'm only going to ride this four times and you get the hell out of there. Ravine Flyer 2 is an amazing roller coaster. But I'm not talking about it for the roller coaster. I'm talking fucking Waldemir Milf of the year. Oh, that woman. I, fuck, I've never noticed a woman that you kind of like I don't want to get caught like I'm staring at her but she wants you to stare at her as she's drying her breasts oh. with the sweat running down I'm like and then she's lotioning them up inside of her bathing suit top. and then like, I'm confirming with you are like is she wanting us to look like she's, she's looking at us her nipples basically yeah and her kids are right fucking yeah, there yeah and that was just a fun day I so I a bullshit train ride but other than that we were at Walmart the other day. She was wearing a shirt. I can't remember exactly what it said, but it was like got MILF or championship MILF or yeah. something. It was like, it definitely said MILF in yeah. big capital letters. And I was like, correct. You, yeah. you, you are indeed. She's flaunting it. A MILF. Yes. Yeah. We finally saw the definition of what a MILF is yeah. at Waldemir. Wherever you are, MILF lady. Hope to have you on the show one day. Along with this actor. Yes. Uh, Davey Williams and the Waldemir Milf. Holy uh, shit. A piece of, yeah, on same episode. And then uh, we all make a movie together called Waldemir Milf. Do you want to see my asshole? <laughs> <laughs> You're not responding to any of my text messages. I'm going to go entertainment and I'm going to say, so I held out. I did not watch this until this year. Season three aired in 2021 and they got up to some usual hijinks. It's succession on HBO. I still have not seen it. Um, I am the type of person who likes to play a little dangerous game where I don't, I like to binge things. I like to just like, yeah, all right, there's five seasons. The show just ended. I'm going to watch from season one up until the final episode as what fast I, as possible. So what I did with lost, 
But the problem with that is sometimes you get spoilers. I had not got any succession spoilers. I had started seeing a lot of memes, though, from season three. And I was like, I'm going to jump in now before anything gets before ruined. It gets wrecked. I'm glad I did. It is a it is a solid show. I can say, spoiler free, that they're going to have to start shifting gears here at yeah. some point. Because you can only kind of do the same thing over and over again so many times before it's like, okay, something needs to change and i think that's where we're at hopefully in season four which hopefully will air in uh, 2022 this year i'm gonna go with entertainment as well so for seven years we were wondering will he come back will he jesus no <laughs> the second coming of cm punk yes. Kevin. so i look at it like this august 13th 2005 i left professional wrestling August 20th, 2021. I'm back. For seven years, everybody wondered, will CM Punk ever wrestle again? Will he come back? After the way he was treated by the WWE, all this other stuff, he went to UFC, got the shit kicked out of him, but I give him credit. He wanted to try something. He did it. And then all the rumors are like, hey, CM Punk's going to come back. CM Punk's going to come back. Out of nowhere, you go on Fightful, Sean Ross Sapp, friend of the show, subscribe to Fightful Select, said CM Punk is going to debut on Rampage. They started this whole thing, the, the last dance or the first dance. When CM Punk came out and Cult to Personality hit, I've genuinely not felt that excitement as a wrestling fan for probably well over a decade. I have never seen grown men cry, me being one of them, to see a guy come back after seven years and just, it's everything you always wanted. It's everything you hoped it would happen. He had his infamous shirt back and all called a personality and CM Punk is back. And then all these things are just happening left and right. Oh my God. CM Punk coming back in August, August 20th. Big event. I have my next item. I took a uh, once in a lifetime trip to Disney this year, mm -hmm. which was, uh, I've talked about it at length on the podcast. Uh, a couple dominoes fell that allowed us to take this trip. Yeah, we were, it was like two weeks. We ran at a convertible and took a couple of small road trips while we were there. Went to SeaWorld, all the Disney parks, Universal. Yeah, just had a, a really great time. It's something likely, again, if I ever take another Disney trip, not likely I'll get to go for two weeks or have some of the portions paid for for us. Definitely very enjoyable and something I will look back on forever. So one thing I will look back on, it, me and the lady went, you could say for my first time ever, I went to genuine Amish country. I went to meet Genuine in Amish <laughs> and, uh, Can you imagine that? Yeah, we rode a pony. pony. Exactly. So we went to actual Amish country down in Sugar Creek, Ohio. Weirdly enough, found some cool stuff at a thrift store. But not just that. We went to the world's largest cuckoo clock. Right. Which is questionable because I guess there is a big debate whether it's this or something in Germany, but whatever. But they play every hour up until I guess like nightfall, which I couldn't imagine is playing at three in the morning. The cuckoo clock plays the bratwurst polka.
for not just a snippet, not like 30 seconds, three and a half minutes, which I'm like kind of lengthy to play <laughs> fucking a three and a half minute long song is the top of the hour. Not just that next door to it is the guy who's been on Pawn Stars, this big dude, Rick's Restorations, who has this pop culture store. And that's where I discovered the McDonald's yeah. pizza box. And the guy is like, everything's for sale. I was like, how much you want for that? I don't want to sell it. But if you want it, it's two hundred and twenty five dollars. Crazy. You know what? Fuck him. But thank you to our pool scener, Matt Thompson. He sent us a picture on our Instagram page at Pool Scene Podcast. He made a wooden painted McDonald's pizza box. Kevin and I, I know I speak for Kevin. We can't thank Matt enough. He's supported us from day one. Well, we since before, since way before pizza box. We, yeah, we love Matt. Yeah, Matt's He's been a, awesome. A really genuine, good dude. Super, you know, one of those very fun people to be around. Life of the party. Matt, thank you so much for everything but especially the mcdonald's pizza and in case you guys want to know who matt thompson is this is your lifeguard matt whether you're just dipping those toes or diving into the deep end with us thanks for listening to the pool scene podcast as for you matt hopefully up in season eight coming up we have you on the show buddy i've got king richard i wrote me a 78 page plan for their whole career before they was even born yeah, baby, yeah. <laughs> these girls so great how come i've never heard of them they're from compton it's okay. They're just not used to seeing good-looking peoples like us. She's nervous. Take a step up. Maybe she were to take a few more steps up. The Will Smith, which feels very much like a uh, like a 90s sports movie that we grew up with. Another thing I still need to watch. It's really, really great. And I love John Bernthal and Will Smith's performances in the movie. I, a lot of stuff I didn't know about, like the Williams sisters. And it's, it was just really great. It was really nice piece of nostalgia. And I liked it. Real quickly, I want to give one Netflix recommendation. One HBO Max, don't watch it. Netflix, watch the Don't Look Up movie. Really good. First, I'm like, eh, skeptical. But... It doesn't seem out of the realm of possibility no. in this country anymore. A pass, which I watched two episodes, so I gave it a chance. Station Eleven. I hear great things. I didn't like it. Yeah, it goes a path where I'm just like, eh. I didn't. I wanted to watch at least you, two episodes. You give up on a lot of stuff, though. But before. I watched two episodes. Yeah. I didn't just stop after one. No, I was but like, two episodes out of yeah. you know, not a big fan of it. Squid Game. While you're at it, Netflix. Squid Game uh, was excellent. It dominated this year a little bit. But uh, I'm worried that they're gonna do a, another season. I'm like, oh, here we go. They are. But no. Not my Netflix recommendation. So I, again, I'm, I'm like a snob when it comes to a lot of things, beer and just, I'm very like hardcore about things, very serious, rarely really, really laugh and you know, really think something is funny, but something multiple times that made me laugh, literal tears, choking, waking up, you know, my family members from laughing. I think you should leave on Netflix. But the, my favorite, there's two sketches that are my favorite. One is Carl Havoc. If you haven't watched it, watch the Carl Havoc sketch. It's just so fucking funny. Go over, grab that guy's tray. There's too much fucking shit on me, I can't. Listen to me. Go over to those ladies. I'm gonna rip the fucking head off. Do not rip the head off, Carmine. I'm telling you that I am. Do not rip the head off, Carmine. I can't see shit off the sides of my eyes. I'm ripping the fucking head off. Please. And then there's a... <laughs> Uh, this fashion designer musician in a restaurant where I'm wearing one of their belts right now. It's uh, that sketch just seriously made me laugh 
to actual tears is so funny. NECA Ultimate Frankenstein figure. Oh, I know. It's one of the really best figures cool. of the year. It's absolutely awesome. It took them forever to get the uh, licensing for it, but once they did, it was worth the wait. Bernie Sanders at the inauguration with a mask in the mittens. <laughs> yes. Sitting back there. So good. So good. Britney Spears Emancipation. She got freed, baby. Freed Britney. Late 2021, something dominated news was Kim Kardashian divorcing Kanye, dating Pete Davidson, so and then Kanye bought a house across the street. So fucking weird. What the fuck happened to Kanye? Like, seriously, know. man. Simone Biles withdrawing during the Olympics. Good for her. That was a uh, big moment. Yep. And then my final one, January 10th, 2021, Browns beat the Steelers in the playoffs. Goddamn straight. I'm not going to say anything else about it because I'm yeah, just going to get upset. What so. the fuck happened to this team? All right, let's get back in the swimming pool hey kevin you want to get into pool okay jim and i are going to go talk to them and you are going to the bathroom to clean yourself up i'm gonna clean myself up i ain't done the blow yet bro hey (laughs) oh what the hell bro all right so critical question we've slammed the door on 2021 now what piece of entertainment or what what are you looking forward to in 2022. Kevin, why don't you kick us off for this one? For 2022, I'm looking forward to, for the sake of the Pool Scene Podcast, I'm looking forward to Moonfall and Top Gun Maverick. Hopefully Top Gun Maverick. Yes. Definitely uh, Moonfall. We're going to be doing spoiler casts. I'm looking forward to the World Cup in November in Qatar, <sighs> or Qatar, how I pronounce it, yeah. but it's actually Qatar, alongside the Winter Olympics, which I don't know when the Winter Olympics start, but essentially the World Cup and the Winter Olympics will be happening side by side. I mean, if we still end up going to the Winter Olympics, because we've economically boycotted Beijing already, yeah. so... Who knows? Without knowing much about it, I'm looking forward to the new Ari Aster movie called Disappointment Boulevard, but it spans decades. It stars Joaquin Phoenix. Looking forward to David Fincher teaming up again with the writer of Seven for The Killer, starring Michael Fassbender. Nice. Looking forward to AEW figures that'll be announced and released. Hopefully we get you know, deep into the roster yep. rather than the same guys. We got the uh, Dark Order yeah. uh, stuff coming out, which is going to be great. Yeah. And probably not likely that I'll get to ride it in 2022, but the RMC rework of Guazi becoming Iron Guazi at Bush Gardens, Tampa. A couple things I'm looking forward to, of course, is raising my coaster credits with Kevin. Hopefully, I think we should make another trip to Cedar Point. Hopefully, that's in the cards. We should do Cedar Point and Kings Island back to back. I think we should. Some, that's something get, like that. Get that platinum pass. Raise those credits. Raise the roof. Damn straight. I am looking forward going to more uh, toy conventions, toy Ohio, meeting uh, Ethan Page. I'm excited to meet Ethan Page, seeing Dan Housen again. I'm looking forward to that. Me and the lady go on a lot of adventures, so I'm looking forward to whatever uh, comes next. Hopefully we get this Omicron and whatever variant comes next. I guess they found another variant. Right. Great. Fuck. I'd like to go to Canada one of these days, but at this rate, that ain't never going to happen. If Canada does happen and somehow this all normalizes, I'm looking forward to people who say, hey, Jim, you're going to go to Canada. Where are you going to go? CN Tower, Niagara Falls. Guys, I have mapped out every single Toys R Us in Ontario province, and I plan 
on going to every single one of them. I'm going to go back to Toys R Us. I'm looking forward to it. That'll be something. That is fucking crazy, I know, but I'm looking forward to that. And I just want fucking normalcy, man. It's just... We're far away away from normalcy. We're never going to get there, but I'm looking forward to a lot of things. And we got so much coming up on this podcast. I'm looking forward to... I mean, you go through this year, we're going to get through eight, season nine. You know, this We'll be uh, doing episode 100 this year. Yes, we will be doing episode 100 this year. I can't believe it. It'll be... This is coming into year two of the Pool Scene Podcast. So, you know, want to thank all of you pool sceners out there that are following us spreading the word and helps us out a lot it means a lot to us guys and uh you're along with the journey with us and hopefully go bigger and better and more awesomer all right let's talk about some logic it all could have been different mr walker you should have allowed nature to take its course there's no ages in this movie it's so weird because our leading man davy williams playing tony his brother and his friend are all in this club and it's very <laughs> obvious it's... that tony is he's only 42 which is crazy yeah but him and his brother are hitting on these like young 20 somethings and they're into it they come across super creepy it's weird super creepy yes they have a very weird conversation the night after they're all hungover the night after there were vampires in the club. Dude has an L.A. Dodgers tattoo on his hand. Yeah. They probably look like vampires, but they're not actually vampires. No, they were actually vampires. I, I swear to God, they were real. Oh, it's impossible. No, they were... They had it the team. definitely got too drunk. No, no hey, you know what? You should be focusing on my nose. Tony, what are you doing this weekend? Can you, you know, take me to the doctor, get my nose x-rayed? I gotta work today and tomorrow, and uh, Monday night is the start of them Chinese classes. The class where those hot chicks are from. Yeah. Where is that again? Mr. Ma's Chinese Learning Center down on Pico. Why? They're so hungover yet his brother still fucking just woke up with a full beer in his hand, yeah. surprisingly enough. His friend Jim is really fucking odd. This nightclub, does this take place in a convenience store <laughs> or something like that? You have a 10,000-year-old-plus vampire in Genji Ma who ends up meeting his end on the top of a fucking Sammy's Quick Stop. He's the worst 10,000-year-old ancient vampire he ever. He fucking sucks he okay so pretty much the first time that anybody tries to fight him he meets his end by getting locked on the roof yeah when it's very obviously not daytime no it is nighttime but they keep showing us a b-roll shot of the sunrise yeah but it is very obviously nighttime. But then, like, all of a sudden, it's daytime. Also, this movie kicks off with him going to an audition where the one woman has a cigarette that she doesn't light. No. And at the end of the movie, she still has the unlit cigarette. Her PA looks like she hasn't showered in three weeks. Yeah. And then Tom Hanks, T-H-O-M Hanks, is a weird fucking guy who does some sort of weird... You're going to show me how to do karate? It's like, oh, God. When when Tony goes back to audition, now that he's fluent in Mandarin. Because that's all he can speak, kind of. The dude puts his sunglasses on in preparation of the audition. His future is so bright, Kevin, he has to wear shades. Timbuk3. I want to know why the subtitles, certain words, and they're just randomly bold and italicized. Weird. I don't get it. It makes no sense to me. Also, I would like to know everybody he turns is under his spell. Yet this certain group 
just says, eh, I don't want to join you. I changed my mind. I'm not going to do it. 10,000-year-old vampire who dies on top of a convenience store also has a wishy-washy cult following. How the fuck did he live this long? Exactly. I don't understand why his army is not larger because, like, meet my army, but his army is, like, three people wearing three black. people that they just... Yeah, we don't know who those people are, no but the idea. rest of them are a handful of people he turned that day. So where is your army? Why don't you have, like, you've been alive how long? Why don't you have thousands of vampires? First off, Tony, a.k.a. Davy Williams, the man, the myth, the legend, the Dollar Tree champion of the world, has eyeliner throughout this whole movie. Yes. He becomes a vampire. All of a sudden, line of demarcation between the eyeliner and the lipstick is you also get this yellow tinge around your eyes like you have jaundice. Yeah, yeah like mustard so, taker. Yeah, it literally it looks like mustard taker. All of a sudden, he, they show up at the school and like, oh, you turned? Oh, you. this is all in Mandarin. So imagine I'm speaking Mandarin. You're a vampire now? I'm a vampire now. Wow. Well, the scene when uh, Susie... When her friend gets turned by Genji Ma and her friend apparently has enlisted the help of a smoke machine. Yeah. She opens just... the doors of the school and there's all this like smoke coming out. And Susie's like, Rika, let's go. Quit playing around. Come on, let's go. Rika? Rika? When she comes out, Susie's like, first off, that. she heard her scream. Yes. This person was in the farthest reaches of the building in the squid game office. He's trying to fuck her apparently, but she hears that cue the light, cue the smoke machine. Yeah, so crazy. So dumb. Yeah. So that's bizarre. Why do they all work together at the end? I, un I get it, but to they're learning English. Tony too. literally basically became a vampire in order to get this role in this movie. He was like, he was like, okay with it. He was like, well, I guess I'm an eternal vampire now, but I can get this role in the movie. Is he supposed to be like a dumb Maximus from Gladiator I with a blue tarp? Yes, that's oh, the next point. Fucking tarp. Not a green screen, but a literal multi-use <laughs> fucking blue tarp you'd buy at the <laughs> hardware store. That's wrinkled uh, and just kind of has affidly. Yeah. Just hanging there. Just like loose or wrinkled. He's all about it. He's yeah. all about it. And he loves that blue tarp. Also, for somebody who knows karate, this fucking guy doesn't even know how to do a fighting stance, right? Yeah. Let alone throw a kick. And what is with the Foley artists and the sound uh, effects? They literally jacked those sound effects from a video game. Holy shit. They literally like played Killer Instinct or Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Ripped the audio from the screen and then just used it for all their... They slapped their foot on the ground and like white smoke comes up. It's like, what the hell? I want to talk about Tank. Oh, we need to talk about Tank. <laughs> we need to talk about Sabertooth like Tank. That. So when they're in the weird club, Tony's brother... He's just like a horn dog dude. Uh, Very he, horny. He looks like, is that Rob Hubel, the guy from the league? He That's kind of like, who he looks like. He looks like Rob Hubel, definitely. Yeah. So he doesn't fuck cheese, unfortunately, which is one of the greater parts of the league. God, I but, wish uh, fuck cheese. The fake Rob Hubel guy is, he's just like a horn dog. He pulls on this girl's pigtails, and I think he says something about sex to her. Yeah. And she's there with this Anthony Kiedis war child looking dude. Uh, his real name, Kevin, is Raven Armando Astone. You think that's his real name? I, I would fucking... He was born in Perth, Western Australia of Brazilian and Italian ancestry. Whoa. Yeah. Australian, Brazilian, Italian. Yeah. So he knows all there is to know about the Mandarini. He's fluent in English, Italian, and Slavic. And Mandarini. And Mandarini. Uh, so Tank, you hit on my girlfriend. You know, he's just one of those guys. He they He's 
long hair, you know, exotic looking dude. He gets turned into a vampire in that scene. Well, when when Tony and, and the pals go to Tony and the pals, Tony and the pals, they go back to Genji Ma to take the fight to him. Genji Ma has a secret weapon, which is Tank. Tank. Whose vampire teeth do not fit in his mouth. He got it fucking party time. <laughs> That's what it looks like. Everybody else has fangs. Fine. But Tank's fangs look like he's, they gave him these fang prosthetics that he has to bite on. Hold it in your mouth. Yeah. Don't talk. Don't open your mouth. (laughs) Don't talk. It looks so ridiculous. He looks like a saber tooth tiger. It's bad. All right, that's that's probably enough logic. I'm I'm literally serious about we're gonna try and find some copies of this movie. Yeah, we're gonna send it out to and, you guys. And uh, maybe we'll throw in an extra or something and send you guys copies of Chinese speaking vampires. <laughs> you guys need to watch this. This movie, first off, you get it for a buck, you're like, this is gonna be a fucking horror. This is gonna be worse than grind in kindergarten cop two. Guess what, folks? This is near the top of my list for what we've covered so far. I gotta be honest with you. Oh, the asshole that asshole. like that Text. whole sequence. Text messages made it worth it watch it asshole it that line alone if you want to turn the movie off after that fucking turn it off text messages but it made it made it worth it's it. it's a buck people buck seven with tax yes i loved it all right let's do some plugs this is internet sensation matt liller here with the pool scene podcast hey this is mag ch and when i'm not lurking outside of jim's windows you can find me listening to the pool scene podcast hey i'm tj hey you over there Get ready to dive into the deep end on the Pool Scene Podcast, baby. Hey, this is Angela, your lifeguard, and you're listening to the Pool Scene Podcast. Hey, this is Shane Herman with the Youngstown Comedy Syndicate. You're listening to the Pool Scene Podcast. Hi, I'm Rob Leonard, one of your lifeguards, and you're listening to the Pool Scene Podcast. Hey, guys, I'm Dana, and you're listening to the Pool Scene Podcast. Hey, it's Corey, your best lifeguard, and this is the Pool Scene Podcast. What's up, guys? It's Scott Kuntz, uh, a.k.a. Tunza, and you are listening to the Pool Scene Podcast. Pool Sceners, once again, thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of the Pool Scene Podcast. And as always, like, comment, subscribe, rate, and follow Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Podbean. Smash that like button with unbridled enthusiasm and make sure you spread the word of the Pool Scene Podcast to one and all. Go over to Facebook at Pool Scene Podcast. Join the Pool Sceners group. You guys want to win some free stuff? Maybe make a suggestion about an episode or two? Let us know. Join today. Instagram at Pool Scene Podcast and TikTok. We're trendy with the kids, y'all. At Pool Scene Pod 1. And as always, thank you, thank you, thank you. And now back to Kevin. You know who else enjoyed Chinese speaking vampires? Who was that, Kevin? Final lap guy. All right, so uh, Jim teased it earlier, and uh, those who follow me on social media saw I was at work on Monday. We're recording this uh, Wednesday, January 5th, and uh, on Monday, January 3rd, our IT guy, who's a weirdo, I won't go out and say that, he's a weirdo, he comes into the office uh, where, where I work, and he says, hey, does anybody want Cavs tickets? And I said, for when? And he goes, tomorrow, meaning Tuesday the 4th. And I said, sure, I'll take them. And figured, I'll make it work. Sends me the tickets digitally. And then I'm like, cool. 
you know, Cavs tickets. And he's like, they should be pretty good seats. All right, cool. I'm excited. So later that night, he sends me, he says, hey, there's a parking pass that's uh, that's with us too. Awesome. Don't have to pay for parking. Cool so beans. Should be good. So we we go. I'm like nervous, but I, I worry about stuff like this. So I'm nervous about the parking pass. I'm oh, like, yeah. I'm going to pull in the wrong parking deck. I'm going to have to turn around somehow. Pain the and ass. And it's just like, I'm so I'm like, I don't know where to go. Well, then the way to the, um, the I knew which parking deck it was, I see a big sign that says like foundation gold member parking. So I'm like, sweet. So I pull in there, just show them. They're like, go. All they do is scan it on my phone. I got to park in my own section of the parking deck. It's so awesome. So that it's like easy in and easy out. We get down to our seats. There's like all these different, like you have to take a special elevator. There's like a special team who verifies your tickets. And then they showed your seat. We sat fifth row. Right on the court. He uh, sat on the three-point line yes. during the game. Cleveland Cavaliers played the Memphis Grizzlies. So I got to see John Morant been doing some crazy stuff lately. And uh, so when we get to our seat, they're like, uh, hey, guys, have you sat here before? And we said, no, we're, we're poor folk. They're like, go get a wristband, and they'll give you the instructions. So we go get a wristband, and they show us into like what they call like a, a beer garden style, yeah. when in actuality, it's just like a fenced-in area under the bleachers. Basically, it was all-you-can-eat free food. It was... Jackpot, baby. Yeah. I go to the bar. I'm like, oh, I'll get a couple beers. Like, I paid nothing for any of this. So I go to the bar, and uh, I get two beers to take back to the seats, and I'm looking at her like, are you going to tell me how much? She goes, have you been here? I said, no. She's like, oh, all alcoholic beverages are included for free. And I'm like, duh, you poor bitch. Yeah. Well, I knew that. I just wanted to look at your face. Duh. So you could get two beers at a time. They just cut you off. I think like third by, quarter. Yeah, end of the third quarter or something. But you could bring back any of the the food and drinks. It's crazy. Yeah, I enjoyed some beverages. Set courtside. Uh, easy in, easy out. Couldn't really beat it. Now, one time, uh, Corey Hayes been on here what two times, three times, three times, three. Corey Hayes has been on the podcast uh, three times. Mag Ch Twister Independence Day Watch Long Independence. Yes. Day resurgence. So one time, uh, a band we like, Lucero, they posted on Facebook or something like, hey, anybody want tickets and passes for our show? I was like, this can't be real. But they were like, first, however many people will yeah. give them passes. So I messaged them. I said, hey, I have two. I'll take the passes. No shit. Me and Corey drive there hoping, okay, best case scenario, they actually have us on the list to get in. Worst case scenario, we get there and they're like, uh, sorry, yeah. you're not on the list. And then we have to just buy some scalp tickets or buy yeah, tickets. Whatever. Or so we get in, we get a wristband and they lead us into this VIP area. And it was very much like Wayne's World, which we mentioned on this episode, where it was like Alice Cooper sitting there, some groupy looking girls, me and Corey, a couple other people in the band with a bunch of food and drinks. Now at this event, they actually, you had like perforated spots on your wristband. So they knew how many drinks. Yeah. So they like punched holes in your wristband so that you couldn't get like 50 well, that's drinks. smart. At the cabs, you could just, hey, you want 75 hey, beers? That's fine. You want some of this 3-2 beer? Yeah. All right. Yeah, there you go. So too good to be true. It's going to ruin future Cavs games for me. Yeah. Because Dana, Dana, my wife, kept saying, like, uh, man, I, I like sitting in Loudville. I mean, you're crazy. She's like, I just like our Loudville seats. I'm like, you can barely see Loudville from where we're sitting. Well, at least there's one bright spot in Cleveland. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Fucking Browns. You got nothing this week, Jim? I don't know, man. I mean, this week's kind of been weird because I've kind of been in kind of isolation for five days just to be on the safe side to be smart but uh caught up on some movies of course watched fast nine again because i watched the director's cut of it mm. 
fucking love that movie. I love the fact, and we talked about it during our spoiler cast, that you just embrace the nutty. You just yeah, love it. Once you lean into it. And, and the lady never saw it before, and she was like, this fucking weird. I was like, yeah! Dom pulls down a fucking silo tower onto a bunch of people. Fucking pulls a silo tower down. They're in fucking space in a Fiero. Yeah. They get picked up in the International Space Station. I can't wait for Fast 10. I am disappointed that The Rock, once again, yeah. basically said, fuck you, Vin Diesel. Mm-hmm. This isn't happening. As I drank a Corona during this show. Family. But yeah, I caught up on some movies. Kevin and I also made our list for the upcoming season eight. We got some great bangers there. We will, uh, of course, let you know when we hit our season debut episode. We don't know which one we're going to debut it with yet. This is family in Mandarin. Tia Ching. Tia Ching. Tia Ching. Yeah, so Vin probably had to say that a bunch of times. Tia Ching. <laughs> he probably fucked it up too. We love Mark Vincent. So friend of the show. Mark, Mark Sinclair. Mark Sinclair. Whatever. Fucking. Yeah, we got some awesome episodes coming up here for season number eight. Two Swim Meet series episodes. We're dumping back into the music game, everybody. So we got documentaries to cover. One's a mockumentary. So we're excited for that. But got a lot of bangers coming up here in season number Ocho. And we're not going to tell you any of them. We're not going to. Not going to. We're going to go as we slowly, go. Like gas to be emitted into jars. Yes. We're going to let it slowly leak out this is our side game so i'm looking forward to giving pool seniors out there our dumps in a jar <laughs> oh boy i just leaped ah uh, all right guys what whatever but thank you guys for yeah another thanks. great season in the books thanks folks. to all of you yeah this is the end end times uh, <laughs> probably <laughs> kind of is end times fuck yeah we're all going to become chinese speaking vampires until next week asshole <laughs> Predictability The milkman, the paperboy Evening TV Did I get delivered here? Somebody tell me please This whole world Confusing me Clouds as mean as you've ever seen In a bird who knows you're true Then a little voice inside you whispers